In this episode of the Encourage Inspire podcast, I'm joined by author, entrepreneur, influencer, and mentor, Brittany Holman. This is a great episode, man, because Brittany is a young woman that is extremely driven and wants to affect change. Uh, she's from the small town of Orangeburg, South Carolina, and she has a mission to see young people make a different, uh, to help change the path for young people to be successful. Um, you know, she has, um, created, um, a nonprofit organization called I'm Lavish Foundation that's focused on serving men, women, and children because she wanted to be a resource for people in the community who needed to, uh, be able to have resources to better themselves and go to job interviews and things of that nature. Um, she also has created the Brittany Lachey Youth Mentorship Program, where she mentors youth from ages 8 to 17 to encourage them to become business owners, authors, and entrepreneurs as well, because she sees value in being able to create opportunities to information and wealth through entrepreneurship. Uh, we end the episode talking about, you know, the, the books that she's authored called The No Touch Zone, Learning Who Father Is, and The Blueprint to Starting a Business as a Young CEO, and how she approaches each book as well as uh, her being recognized and honored with the Rotary Club, and as well as the work she does at the, at the, at the Good Samaritan House. And also, to touch on the front end, um, her, 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 uh, liked it, her likes for travel, and we connected there too. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. everybody welcome to another episode of the encourage and inspire podcast this is episode number 50 uh today and today i have a special guest with me by the name of of Brittany holman Brittany, am i saying your last name correct you are Brittany holman wonderful 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 you know we were just talking before we started recording about the fact of how great, how you know, obviously we got connected through uh, my friend and, and colleague, um, Cece, who runs Where It Begins Agency and Where It Begins, you know, magazine. And she let me know that she, that you were one of the people that, that uh, she, she knew I had a podcast, what my podcast was all about. And she said, you're definitely somebody that she wanted me to talk to and get to know your story. So I'm excited for you to be here. Awesome. I'm excited as well. I look forward to being interviewed by you. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful, <laughs> wonderful. So, um, like I said, I love your mission and, and definitely what you stand for because you're really about, you know, about seeing your, the community, your community pro, you know, prosper, especially, you know, with people of color and, and, and uh, you know, impoverished neighborhoods and things like that. I love to see people who, who value that and to and using the vehicle of entrepreneurship and 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 community service and so many things that you've you've um been a part of. Right. Well, yeah, that's all of that's just who I am and what I'm about. <laughs> mm-hmm. cool. The right. community as a whole. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I'd say you're an author, entrepreneur, influencer, and, and mentor. You know, and you're originally from Orangeburg, South Carolina. That's correct. Okay. And so, so that is why I've never been. Have I been to? I don't think I've ever been anywhere in South Carolina. I've been to North Carolina, but not South Carolina. So tell me about Orangeburg, South Carolina. What's what was it like to grow up there? That is that a small town? Um, it's very small. <laughs> yeah, it is very small. We um, I'm really from a smaller town called Nisa, South Carolina, and it's like maybe about 15 miles away from Orangeburg County, but just so people can know us on the map, we just say Orangeburg, South Carolina. But oh, okay. it's a very nice town. Um, You know, we're growing day by day, you know, as any city, we're just a running city. And then there's individuals like me who wants to just see a change in their community. Not that it's all bad, but it's always room for good. Right, 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 right. And I mean, it, you know, that kind of leads to my, my next question. Like, obviously, you know, you've had several, you had experiences because for you to be driven to see change, it obviously was, there's obviously because of the fact of your, your life experiences there. So what would you say was the, was the main thing that caused you to want to see, you know, different things or, or better things happen for people in your community? What would you say, what would you pinpoint as some some key uh, experiences for you that that allows you to want, or I would say allows you, but um, opened your eyes to want to see change? Um, one of the best things that I will tell you is that it made me end up wanting to just add change to my community is just having friends and close family members who were experiencing things. You know, my my childhood was different, but I must say. It could have been a lot greater. And the best thing I can say is that even hearing some of my colleagues and friends and family with their youth experience and things, I just knew I wanted to make sure that the youth didn't have to experience what I've experienced or that they just had to put it in. We wanted to break some things that are currently going on. So why not be the change that you want to see? So as I started to build my vision, you know, based off experience, either firsthand or around me, I started to make sure that I continue to make that difference for those who are around me or even in my community. Um, so that's, that's really more so just from others' experience or my own personal experiences is what made me build my vision. I love that. I love that. You know, that's awesome. Yeah. You know, um, you know, for me personally, you know, I, I've never really grown up. Like I said, I grew up pretty, um, I'm originally from Brooklyn, New York, but, Natively, but I grew up in Orlando, Florida. That's where I'm from. You know, I've been here uh, 28, 28 years. Twenty, it'll be twenty nine years in August. So, and I grew up in a predominantly, you know, middle class neighborhood. You know, but I know there's people that really grew up in really tough, tough environments. You know, mm-hmm. and, I, and I can say that I, I, I didn't really. Me and my sister were fortunate to really, we really didn't have to grow up in that type of environment. So, like. When I get a chance to to hear people who who see the fact that it needs to be changed or just to to make a difference, um, it really is something that I admire, you know, uh, to 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 want to do that, especially for 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 the for the youth, because as they say, it's better to 
it's better to make a difference in young people than try to repair broken adults. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Because at least when you start with young people, you can affect change much easier that way. Right. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah. So, you know, you, you, you're very driven and you have a desire to provide, you know, charitable services to, like you said, socioeconomic challenged disadvantage and and obviously so you founded am i get this right the i am lavish foundation inc right that's is that your nonprofit. yes that's the i am lavish foundation mm-hmm. right right and your mission is to serve men and women and children in low-income communities and so tell me more about like you know why you started the nonprofit, you know and, and kind of what stuff you got going on there with, with that so when I started the nonprofit, of course, it was serving Orangeburg communities. So we started with just, you know, I know I started with my hair salon at first, thinking of ways to help people better their situations. Because most people's problems are, I can't find a ride to a new job interview, or I don't have the right interview clothes. Mm-hmm. I need to look up, I need my appearance to be presentable for right. this interview. So it started with my hair salons. And um, after that, I grew, I grew and I grew, and I would continue to do community events where I would give back, feed them on Thanksgiving and, um, you know, make them feel like a, a family where, you know, some may not have that family for Thanksgiving, but I was that family member where, you know, that you could come to and you could, we could all fellowship. So I would give up my family time. That would be the one time, one things that I didn't know I did for the community. Also, you know, just do it, giving back in the areas that were needed most. And as the crime rate and things grow up, that's when I started more leaning towards the youth because they're our generation now. So that's where I started to feel more impact, more leaning to more, do more impacting. So that's when I gained more influence towards the youth as I was continuing my vision since 2017 with I Am Lavish Foundation. I love that. You know, like you said, and, and that, that's, that, that, you know, how old were you when you started you know, I was 18, 19. Okay, yeah. So, you know, Evie, so you're doing this at all, really, at a young age, and that most people your age ain't even thinking about the stuff you were thinking about. And I think that's what sets you apart because at 17, 18 years old, there ain't a lot of people thinking about, let me make change and let me make a nonprofit and, and, and do the things you're doing. So that's that's really, really incredible. And, to, and I commend you for that. Because it's not easy to put together these types of organizations, you know. And that led to, can you hear me? Yes. Okay, cool. And that led to, uh, obviously, you know, you created the youth mentorship, the Brittany Lachey Youth Mentorship Program, where you really focus on, you know, the ages of 8 to 17, where you provide them, like you said, with to become business owners, authors, entrepreneurs, and I think I think as young people to see young people uh, be able to see the value in becoming a business owner, even if it's just on a part time basis, you know, uh, just to have something of theirs that they own, it can can definitely be rewarding and and, and keep keeping young people driven to 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 be positive and stay out the streets, you know. Right. So I love that. So, so talk to me about like why you really believe in youth mentorship, especially in our community. I believe 
believe in it because um, I was telling a group of students that I was talking to this week at a school. Mm. One thing I can tell you is that my mom, they wasn't the richest, but they wasn't the poorest. But the best way I could help my household was with my talent. And I started braiding the young kids' hair in mm. a neighborhood, which brought income into our household, which and I like to talk about generational wealth. After you've worked the job, what can you, and a job has gotten rid of you, what do you have to rely on? Right. Something that's not yours, something that's not, you know, and as an author, whether you're alive or you're dead, your book will still be able to be read. So, you know, I like to talk about what are ways that you're creating income for yourself besides a man's job or a job or, you know, or something that you have to live to someone else's standard for. So a lot of the times I like to talk about wealth and generational wealth. So that's where I start to teach them. Like I have a young man that's in my mentorship has sold from January 15th up until today. He has sold 522 copies of his book. And now he has a savings account, but also a checkings account. But the next thing that he's working on in my mentorship is learning how to invest stocks and bonds, things such as that. So I don't just help them get a product and not teach them how to make more money off of that product. So the, the more to the story is if I could be 30 and I have to worry about a job, I told him my goal by 30 is to be on auto pay. I'm not looking to see if a bill coming out because it's already set to come out. And I ain't worrying about if there's enough money in my account because I, I believe that God will provide and he's provided more ways and more streams of income than ever for my life. So these are the things that I was teaching the kids. Get, I want to be on autopilot growing up. I don't want to have to look around and do it the way mommy and daddy did it. I want to be on autopilot, if that makes sense. Nah, it makes total sense. Definitely makes total, total sense for sure. You know, uh, I like that. I definitely do like the fact that you want to put yourself in a position to be able to make a difference. Not only use what you learned to make a difference in your life, but make a difference in, in other young people's lives. So I love that. And like I said, you're, you're an author of several books, you know, uh, The No Touch Zone. You know, learning who learning who father is and the blueprint to start the business as a young CEO. So those are the three books that you that you have out currently right now, right? Those are all available right now. Hold on. Hey guys, we have no technical difficulties, but we are back. And yeah, so you know, before we had the technical difficulties, I was talking about that you're the author of uh, several books, which is The No Touch Zone, Learning Who Father Is, and The Blueprint to Starting a Business as a Young CEO. Right? So are those, those three books are available right now? Yes, they are. All on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, Walmart, Target, all of those outlets. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> I love I love the plug. <laughs> right. uh, yeah. So so Tyler, talk to me about your approach of like writing the book. How do you approach how you approach each book project? Like the inspiration behind it. Like what was your process? Um, so every book I've written has been a, you know, a story of my own. So I've just done it from my childhood, but to inspire kids. So I will write it as a way of healing for myself. And then I will turn it into a children's, you know, book itself for other children who are maybe afraid to, you know, speak about certain things or even talk about it. 
they could be like, oh, wow, this character in this book. So a lot of it is out of character based, if Ezekiel and Promise. But a lot of it does talk about things that the children don't normally know how to talk about. Okay, I love that. Wow, that is amazing. That is absolutely amazing. Um, yeah, you know, I'm in the process of definitely uh, writing a couple books myself. I, obviously, you know, having a disability, you know, uh, one of the biggest things that I think I, that I think, especially this special needs community, is that oftentimes we're forgotten about. Oftentimes, people kind of just, uh, you know, sort of toss us off to the side, but. When it comes to to people with special needs, we're not often talked as equal to a lot of other people. So, you know, so I'm in the process of of, of kind of writing a, a book to kind of tell my story a little bit. Also, as I, that I'm working on another book simultaneously about kind of what I do with artists and how to help, you know, kind of in that process. But I definitely think that it's cool when you can give some perspective and, 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 and especially today, you know, cause you have audio books, such as people don't like to sit there and read, they can listen to the book, kind of like, you know, kind of like a podcast form. So there's so many cool uh, pieces of technology that allow us to consume such great and inspiring and helpful information to ultimately make a difference. So I, I really love that. And again, like you being such, you know, do, accomplish all these things at such a young age is, is really, really amazing. Really, really amazing. Right. And um, yeah, so I definitely want to talk, definitely want to end the episode talking about like, you know, you obviously your honor as a member of the Orangeburg, South Carolina Rotary Club for all mm-hmm. for all your hard work in, in the community. Like, what did that mean to you to be recognized for the work that you do? Um, it's different, I must say. I am yet still enjoying the Rotary Club. I am learning day by day my role here (laughs) on the Rotary Club. But I must say, I will tell you that I remember God talking to me and said that my table was changing. The table that I sat at was changing. And I must say, I've never sat at a table full of so many... so many billionaires and you know sometimes I sit at the table with the owner of Chick-fil-A and the you know the doctor from the hospital so sometimes I just feel like little old me and I don't fit in but I do thank God for the Rotary Club (laughs) I do love that I am a part of the Rotary Club and I do thank God that he can trust me with even being honored you know to even sit at a seat and be at a table in in a room with the people that he has allowed me to be a part of and you know with Yeah. Can you hear me? Everybody, sorry about that. We like I said we're into a little bit more technical difficulties, but we're back. Um yeah, like like I said, what I was saying before about you know about sitting in a room with, at, at tables with some amazing people, um, it definitely, like, it's humbling. You know? Right. It is. It is. It makes you, you know, it's different. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then you've also done some really great work at the Samaritan House as well. Mm-hmm. 
I have. Kind of what, 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 what is some of the work you've done there? Um, I currently am an RA, a resident assistant, meaning that I help assist with the um, individuals who are coming in who are known to be homeless or living from off the street or not a place to live. So when they come in, there's a lot of more ministry than anything because a lot of times they come in, they're sad, they're not as happy, you know. But I assist yeah. with whatever they need in the hours that I am there, like tissue, so bathroom, you know, things such as that. Right. Okay, that's great, man. You know, it always feels good when you can make a difference in the lives of people. You know what I mean? I'm telling you, it definitely does make a difference. It makes a difference. And I see here that obviously you and I both like to travel. You know, I've been I've been fortunate enough to to be to have visited six different countries. <laughs> so uh, yeah. So what what about you? What are some of the places that 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 uh, what were some of your favorite places to visit? My favorite place was, and still is, Mumbai, India, was my favorite place so far. I've never been to out of the country yet, but I most definitely love to visit New York. Um, okay. That's just been on my list <laughs> for this year. I'm like, I'm ready to go to New York. I have been really hyped about going to New York. But um, that's about it. My favorite place is New York. I have not gone out of the country yet, but my birthday wish list for everybody, and they know it, is that I want to go to Bahamas and I want to fly. The- oh, I have been to Bahamas on a cruise. Yeah. This year, I want to fly to Bahamas. Okay. <laughs> very nice. Very, very nice. Well, let's 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 put it into let's put it into the world that that's going to happen. You know. Uh, yes, yes, yes. So before we get out of here, you know, how can people connect with you um, and and follow you on, on, on online and things like that? Um, you can follow me on BrittanyLachey.com or Facebook, Instagram, Brittany L. Hallman. And that is how you find me. Wonderful, wonderful. So like I said, guys, this young lady here, you know, has been making an impact in her community, and she's exactly the type of pe- type of person that I love to have on my podcast. You know, and, and I'm so glad that we got connected, and I'm going to do all I can to continue to support what she's doing in any way. And um, like I said, really, thank you for being my guest uh, today. I really do appreciate it. No problem. I thank you for having me. Yeah, it's no problem. <laughs> It's a pleasure, guys. Until next time, this has been your host, Darrell Peart, and I'm out of here. Take care.